Hi there, it is Jessica and Carla from Gradcracker. We are recording a podcast with um, Lieutenant Ben Slater, Engineer Officer Specialist Recruiter, and the three interns there at, at the Royal Navy to find out about their internship and the experiences they have gained so far. So, Eric, we're going to start with you. If you could tell everybody your, your name, which university you attend, and what you are currently studying. Uh, my name is Eric Nsanga. I do, I'm from the University of Leeds. I do chemical engineering and I'm in third year. I just finished third year going through the master's. Fantastic. So you're in your third year? I just finished my third year. I'm going to master's in September. Lovely. And where are you doing your master's, Eric? Uh, where? Uh, in Leeds. In Leeds. Perfect. Anna, on to you. Um, I'm Anna Richard. I go to the University of Leicester. I study mechanical engineering and I'm just just finished my third year and doing my master's at the university still. Yeah. And Kirill? Um, hello, my name's Kirill Yupkin. Um, I go to um, Warwick University and I study uh, mechanical engineering. I've just finished second year and going into my third. And then what's your plan? Are you going to do a master's after that, like the other two, or are you just um, going to graduate and then do something else? Well, I mean, I hope so. We'll see, I guess, as time goes on. We've got faith in you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, um, on to the next question then. What made you choose the Royal Navy over the other armed forces? Uh, for me, because I do chemical engineering, I thought it aligned better with my course because I want to do uh, marine engineering where you get to work with like nuclear reactors and um, that's like what my the core of my course is about. Mm -hmm. And also like it offers uh, more engineering options or Navy than other um, other armed forces. Okay so you could really utilize your specialist skills and areas then that's why you chose Royal Navy. Yeah. Did you think about doing something outside the armed forces or are you really looking for that lifestyle within within the forces as well? No, like uh, the Royal Navy is part of my consideration, but I do consider like looking uh, into the other departments like uh, banking, if mm -hmm. uh, like in the near future. Yeah, fantastic. So when you graduate, then when you've completed your master's, do you think that you will go back to the Royal Navy or do you think you might do something completely different? Uh, after I graduate, my, my plan is to like, take a year off just to like, experience a world, travel for a bit. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when I come back, probably going to work like a um, normal job until like five years or so. Yeah. And then, join, and then join, uh, join the Royal Navy after that. Oh, brilliant. Okay. So, so it is in your long term plans? Yeah. Fantastic. Um, Anna, on to you, if I may. So um, what made you choose the Royal Navy over, over other armed forces and over other industries to do an internship? Um, so I think, especially with the Royal Navy, you just have so much um, opportunity to travel. And that's a really big factor of why I chose it, as well as all of the um, engineering opportunities as well. I think with the Army and the RAF, it's quite... Um, there's not as many branches of engineering, whereas in the Navy, there's air, marine and weapons. Mm -hmm. So I don't think in the other armed forces, there's that much opportunity. So how does that work then? You mentioned about the different areas that you could go into in the Royal Navy. Um, do you get to choose where you go or is it just where there's 
opportunities open? Yeah, so what I'm aware of at the moment is you put a preference in and it's very unlikely that you don't get that preference. Oh, brilliant. Um, if I wanted to do air engineering, I'd most likely get air engineering. Um, and then if I wanted marine or weapons, that's what I'd go into and specialise. Do you know at this at this stage in the um, internship then what area you want to specialise in? Um, so before I started the internship, I wanted to do marine, uh, right. marine engineering. And then last week we did a week of air engineering and I had completely ruled that out. And now, like at the moment, that's the one I think I'd want to go into. Why, why is that then? What's changed your mind? Um, so you with air engineering, you use like, so did um, the Queen Elizabeth at the moment with uh, all the F-35s, they're over in America. And yeah. like I said, traveling is a really big um, like factor for me and I'd love to go out there and work on all the equipment in America. Oh, wow. Well, fingers crossed for you. <laughs> have you travelled? You obviously said you were interested in travelling. Have you done any any overseas work yet or where have you been based? I've never, I've never. And as well, another thing about air engineering, you get to go on a ship and fly as well. So right. I think I'd love to go on a ship and also go on a plane. Great mix. Yeah, definitely. I suppose you get the best of both worlds like that as well, don't you? Mm. Um, so what made you choose the armed forces in general then, Anna? Why didn't you choose um, something in a different industry? So, you know, Eric, before I mentioned banking, did you not think about working for, you know, like an energy company or into retail or something different? Um, so I've the, uh, the armed forces is a very new um, idea of mine. So I actually applied for Atkins. OK, yeah. Got, got an internship with them. Um, and then I don't know just I think with engineering jobs on like civilian street they're quite desk jobs and I just think I have my whole adult life to do a desk job I may as well while I'm young you get some like hands-on experience travel the world and yeah I just have my whole life to do a desk job yeah you do indeed okay so um on to you then Corelli for me so same question um what made you choose Royal Navy um against the other armed forces and other industries in the civilian world? Um, yeah, so there's, there's been like an ongoing joke in my family that I'd always be Captain Yudkin. I don't know why, I can't remember the origin of the joke. But um, <laughs> essentially, for some reason, my life sort of just aligned with um, sort of naval stuff. Uh, for my Duke of Edinburgh gold, I did um, sailed like a tall ship from Liverpool to Edinburgh. Oh, right, uh, yeah. Uh, then just here and there, I've done a load of stuff that's to do with the sea and sort of like um I thought well clearly that's the navy so why not so Duke of Edinburgh then I bet that gave you quite a lot of skills that you could include on your application process and within your CV and things like that yeah pl plenty of uh plenty of things learned really I've learned a load of skills that I can obviously put on my CV put on my personal statement stuff that's the first sent to companies or whatever um I think mostly it's just sort of um not even the skills that I'll maybe write about, it's just the skills in life. So like a bit of confidence, maybe a bit of like um, sort of teamwork, leadership, that sort of stuff that maybe I can't put on paper always, but um, you can see it when I sort of talk and, and do my daily stuff. So yeah. yeah. I also oh. met um, the, the actual Duke of Edinburgh as well, just, just to put Oh, did you? Yeah. Wow. So where, where did you meet him? Uh, I can't Describe remember. Describe the setting. I can't remember the throne room, but I'm um, literally just gold everywhere, big, big cool stuff. Um, just yeah, it, it was one of the. Uh, it was in London. I can't, I can't remember the place exactly, but yeah. 
Did he come and speak to you? That's a killer question. Oh, um, he did. It was pretty nerve-wracking, to be fair. But, um, <laughs> <There it was. laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was actually the last um, group to like have met him because obviously he doesn't, isn't do DOE stuff anymore. So, mm-hmm. pretty lucky, yeah. Well, that That's is really definitely lucky, yeah. a claim to fame, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> well, I think so, don't we? Yeah. Um. Okay. I was going to ask a question. So, what? How old were you then when you started your Duke of Edinburgh? Oh, um, can't remember, but I've done I've done all of them from uh, bronze, bronze, silver, gold. And I did diamond as well. Diamond was like the fiftieth anniversary uh, theory. Um, so when I started, I can't, I can't remember. Was it year nine, maybe? Yeah. Year nine. Oh, was it? Yeah. I've never heard of the diamond one. Um, yeah. So the diamond was uh, it was like a special thing that was because of. The Duke of Edinburgh's 50th anniversary, like of the organisation of the uh, like award. Yeah. Um, they made specifically for that year. They made the diamond award. So um, there's people that have already done all the other stuff and uh, they wanted to do a bit extra. So um, you had to raise some money and go do some cool stuff. So I did like a motorbike tour around the UK. Mhm. Oh um, wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. So um, if we can then just start again with it with another question. Um, what does the application process consist of um, with applying to the Royal Navy for an internship? So you can all you can all chip in. So obviously you applied for your um, opportunity through Gradcracker, which is all fantastic. But it's been about that before. Um, uh, what what happened from then on? Did you have to do a lot of um, face to face interviews, telephone interviews? How did that make you feel? Just if you can just all chip in and go from there. So uh, the Royal Navy application process is very different to um, another another engineering company. Mm-hmm. So the first um, sort of stage is a one day event um, at a local university. Yeah. So you just go there. It's actually like I was really nervous going in, and it was so relaxed. It was really welcoming, and yeah. you just do practical leadership tasks. Um, so in groups of team, like you get split into groups and you have to um, uh, try and like have discussions. So what what is your definition of a teamwork? What is your definition of leadership? Mm-hmm. Um, like the different types of leaders. And then we had to make um, a swing set, but we had to do it in like different scenarios. So some some of the time we couldn't talk, we had to follow other teams instructions. So that was the first day. Yeah, um, that was the first stage. So, um, so just to ask a sorry, just before we, we we continued, was the um event held at your university then? Uh, no, so the because I'm at Leicester, the closest one that I could go to was Coventry. Okay, and the Royal Navy paid expenses and things like that for your travel to Coventry. Not for the first day event, no. Not the first day, so you had to make your own way there. Um, how many people do you think were there at the event? So just so you know, potential students who were thinking about doing an internship. Um, how many people were there in, in total and what size were your groups that you got split up into? Um, I'd say probably 20 or 30. Like, okay. no, definitely no more. It was, ours was quite small, as I know as other unis had much bigger groups. Yeah. Um, split into four groups, so about five to seven people in a group. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. did you get to meet Ben on that day then, or was it other people yeah, from the Royal Navy? Yeah, my, um, with Ben and Dan. Oh, perfect. Okay, and then any, so you just mentioned the first part of the application process, so you've just mentioned you you were a little bit intimidated, you were a little bit scared, Anna, is there any um, advice that you would give a student before attending that stage um, of the interview process? 
yeah so like me don't worry it's honestly yeah. really really relaxed I think because it's the armed forces I thought they were going to be really strict about just everything like mm-hmm. what, what I was wearing and it's nothing like that at all just mm-hmm. be really confident and just try and stand out as much as you can yeah. in a good way of course but you have to obviously you have to dress smart and things like that so from a student's point of view take the approach say it is it is an actual interview so go dressed and nice and smart to meet them uh so we actually went in sports kit because it was um there's a like physical you're like moving around building things so I was in yeah hoodie and leggings Ah. yeah definitely I feel like definitely turn up as if it it was an actual interview um although yeah um so Anna and I, we actually were in the same group. We were both went to Coventry. So, um, I mean, I didn't turn up fully smart, but it was like smart casual. It was, it was just as in it turned up as you are. Yeah, as if it was just an interview. OK. And then obviously you were all really successful. So well done for getting through that stage. What was what was the next stage then of, as the, of the application process? Um, so then the next part was the two day experience, which uh, was definitely amazing yeah um so essentially what that consisted of was um so the tickets were paid for to get to Portsmouth Harbour um and we all arrived and then we all got in the coach and whatever and uh got to the base and we had two days of just just finding out what the Navy's about um trying to so Ben and Dan taught us a lot about sort of the military lifestyle what sort of stuff you do um we've got to do a load of um really really cool stuff so um there's a this is sort of a sinking ship simulator called a drew which is um damage repair instructional unit mm-hmm. and essentially um it's like a simulation of um a ship being shot at and you sort of have to go and try and fix stuff and try and uh, beat the challenges that that are faced in front of you and uh yeah it was it was definitely cool it was really really good um and then so that was obviously testing how we can cope as a team under pressure mm-hmm. and sort of giving us an insight into what would happen in a critical situation and what sort of stuff would need to uh what sort of skills would need to learn in order to kind of tackle a problem like that yeah. um the next the next part was um a bit more physical um so we did um, a little bit of military fitness so that was that was pretty intense as well um so some people went went along and did a um like a obstacle course mm-hmm. so that was yeah so the, the military puts up a lot a lot of sort of um they invest quite a lot into you even in that two-day experience yeah. and sort of the way you give it back is you give it your 100 percent. and yeah. um if you if the navy see that you've, you've given it all and you've sort of tried your best um you have a really good chance of getting selected essentially yeah um and then that was that was really the two-day experience i think for me so do you have to be the the myth of being um getting into the armed forces is that you have to be you know super super fit is is that right or do you just need a moderate level of fitness um i think eric um i'll be honest with you like i was not fit at all but like if you get yourself involved and try your best, make sure like you, you show them that you're like actually trying. Yeah. Like they'll take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. But like the, the main thing I, I learned is like as long as you push yourself and they they can see that you're pushing yourself, that's perfectly fine because they don't expect you to be in the same level as them. Mm-hmm. 
in my opinion, um, it's better to do some training because um, obviously you don't want to turn up there after having sat on the sofa for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, puffing and puffing. The point I'm making is essentially maybe do a little bit of fizz before get maybe try do a couch to 5k or something like that, and yeah. uh, just just get like sort of a basic level of fitness, and then you can go in there and you don't have to hold back the group or like. You can turn up and sort of like feel good about yourself a little bit, gives you a little bit of a confidence boost when you're there too. So yeah. maybe a little bit, but you don't have to be like incredibly fit. Um, they'll they'll push you to do whatever you can. So. Yeah, I suppose that's another area that you don't think, oh, you don't need to be worried about it either, do you? So if you've done some prep, you've done some fitness and things like that, you don't, you're not going thinking, oh, I'm really unfit. I've got something else to worry about. Um, can I just make a point on um, what you said earlier about the military lifestyle? So did that um, worry you at all? Did it put you off that thought of, you know, sometimes maybe people have that conception that um, you signed up for life and, you know, that's it. You know, you won't be able to get out. Um, you know, this kind of the two day experience, did it give you a good insight to that? It didn't put you off. Did it obviously excited you and wanted to make you go further? But what do you think to that bit? In my opinion, sort of, I, I also had those thoughts before because mm -hmm. um, at school, um, a guy from the military came in and he sort of explained to us that um, if you are recruited, you, you're recruited for multiple years at the very least. So you, you do have to spend enough time in order to sort of uh, do the training and whatever. So I have I had those thoughts myself. And really, um, during the two day experience, I sort of learned that it's not it's not that um, you sort of have to do the you have to sort of slave away for four years or whatever it is or for life or whatever it's more of a um it's like a learning experience you, you, you're doing stuff that you're finding um sort of fun and exciting and um at the same time sort of the years go by they're gonna go by where, wherever so it's the two-day experience really showed me that um it doesn't really matter um, as long as you're having fun or you, you, you're enjoying the stuff you're doing it, it doesn't seem like years or whatever and there's always if, if you're not enjoying it always the the option to sort of um essentially leave yeah 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 um, and it is a three is it a three month internship it's summer isn't it that you're all doing it's just six uh, weeks six weeks okay so yes yeah, just over the summer and then obviously back at university september time ish yeah fab okay um so next part of the application process uh it's just um the six week internship Ah, so you, you got a phone call from the Royal Navy saying, yep, you've been successful. We'd like you to come along and start your your internship at, is it Portsmouth at your based? Yeah, so they pay for um, your travels as well. So they just get you a train and pick you up and then take you to the naval base where we're accommodated. OK, see, that's a little bit different, isn't it? So normally when a student would be doing an internship, they would be um, maybe living in accommodation or it'd be somewhere close to home. So you're actually living on, on camp then, as it were, for the, for the full internship. Yeah, so we're living at HMS Collingwood for the yeah. six weeks um, okay. and uh, we barely had to pay for accommodation. We had to pay £15 for six weeks okay. yeah. of tea and coffee costs. <laughs> So what what's a day in a life then? Obviously it's 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 a little bit different because I'm guessing are you sharing dorms and things with people or how does your accommodation actually work there? So it's single based cabins, so we get our an, um, a room each and then we yeah. just share a bathroom. So it's it's really similar to halls. Okay. And um, then 
what sort of things so what's your day like so give me a day in the life of an intern at royal navy so what time do you have to get up what do you do in the morning what time do you have lunch um after work what do you do on a night time give us the gossip so i mean i probably wake up a lot earlier than the boys but i wake up, <laughs> I wake up every morning make sure i'm first in the shower yeah um and then so you can either go down for breakfast at about seven but mm-hmm. you have kitchen so I just have a cereal in the morning and then depending on if we're at Collingwood or we're at another naval base you have to get so at the moment we're at Sultan so we have to get a coach at half seven yeah and then just sort of depends what you're learning that day so some days will be in the workshop some days we'll have lectures um you usually get a break at about 10 half 10 and then continue your lectures or workshops uh lunch at 12 till 1 and then again, whatever you've got in the eve in the afternoon. So if that's workshop or lectures or fizz or um, just anything really, that mm-hmm. goes on till about four, probably yeah. a little bit earlier. Sometimes we usually leave at half three, um, and then go back to Collingwood. Um, some of us go to the gym. Some of us just chill out, and then dinner at half six, and then just in the bar or chilling and prepping for the next day in the evenings. Yeah. What time do you go to bed? I should probably oh. go to bed earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping Alan, you can say I go to bed on a really good time. The boys like one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> still in the bath. If 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 we just uh, are chilling in our room, I think most of us watch Love Island and go to bed at about ten or eleven. <laughs> yeah. um, sometimes if we're at the bar, it, it, we can stay awake for like two in the morning, it's, and then up at six. It's not. It's oh not my bed. goodness, no. <laughs> So what are your rooms like then? Are they fully equipped? Obviously, you've got a bed. You've just mentioned you've got a telly. So does every room have have that sort of equipment, wardrobe, things things like that? Um, so I've I've moved uh, from room to room. I've, I've actually moved room once. So um, essentially, all all rooms are pretty uniform. So you you have you have a wardrobe actually. Um, so what I learned from the from the navy, like on the first couple of days, is everyone's wardrobe has to be uniform so identical stuff in your wardrobe yeah they're like um your boots have to be aligned the same way you have to tuck your laces in in a certain way and that sort of stuff <laughs> quite um, strict then uh, a little bit yeah i mean officers are a, le- a little bit less strict because obviously we, we get we get trusted with whatever we do but yeah the ratings are a bit different but yeah in terms of room it's also quite uniform so you get a wash basin you can wash your face do whatever with that um, obviously, mirror, yeah, um, and then bookshelf, a load of wardrobe space, um, yeah, and a window. It's, it's quite nice, actually. It's a, a lot better than anyone expects, really, I think, yeah. um, in terms of living living uh, accommodation, purely because, like, you, you don't really contribute a lot to it, but you get a lot back, which, mm-hmm. which is really nice, yeah. I'd say it's a lot nicer than most student accommodation. Is it? <laughs> it, it it's pretty big. Yeah, cool. Um, okay. Were you nervous? Sorry, no, it's okay. Were you were you nervous when you you know that thought you know you've Anna you've said you've experienced Atkins before and you know I guess that was more like a job so not necessarily it was nine to five but nine to five going home used to your home comforts but imagine packing for six weeks and thinking you don't really know what to expect who you're gonna be with what was what was your feeling before you know you you getting picked up off the train. I was I was really nervous. I yeah. Was, I, I was nervous about everything. I think people are really nervous when it comes to the military. Mm-hmm. I thought that if, like my shirt was untuck, untucked, they'd shout at me, or if <laughs> my buttons, but like I just thought they'd be really strict. And as well, I was just nervous in case 
like the people you don't know these people at all you're living with them for six weeks um like if I didn't get on with them or just mm. just stuff like that but we've all gelled really really well really quickly and it's because we spend so much time together yeah it's really nice it's really really nice so do all the all the interns then do you so like you three for example you just spend all your time together so you mentioned about going to different classes and and courses and things like that so you three for example always together and always doing the kind of the, the similar thing yeah, so, up? yeah yeah so when you're in the class so this morning we did um stuff on submarines and this uh, class got split into half mm -hmm. so uh, one group did one exercise the other did the other and then we swapped um okay. so it just it really does if it's lectures we're all in the same lecture but when it's more um practical um just so we can like get a, just because if there's too many of us not everyone will get to have a go on the equipment mm -hmm. so they split it into two three groups yeah um I had one question then when I was when I was thinking phoning home then so obviously you can keep you can have a mobile phone there you can keep in touch with your nearest and dearest and your loved ones yeah it's just I think it's quite hard finding the time because I know when we finish um like classes well, as soon as we get home I just want to hang out with everyone at, at like the naval base and I just want to go to the gym or go to dinner so it, it's just finding the time really but it's you can like I do yeah. call my parents like twice a week which yeah. is probably more than one of the uni <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that was quite a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so um I think we'll start if it's all right with you Eric we'll start with you on this one and then go you know round of all, th all three so why do you think it is really important to do a placement or an internship um I think like it helps you to translate what you've learned like in class or lectures mm -hmm. into terms and also helps you to develop like confidence as an individual yeah and also like you better your skills and communications and it actually helps you for future career so were you quite surprised by how much you had learned at university and how transferable how transferable the knowledge was that you had at university to you know real life environment Oh yeah, like there are some things now I'm learning practically, which at the university didn't know they worked a certain way they did. Like for instance, uh, we learned about like transmission systems, which I don't cover at university. So it was like that was like a bit of a change, something new, something like uh, exciting to learn about. Yeah, fantastic. And um, on to you, Anna. Um, so I think nowadays. Um, it's just so competitive to get a job, and I think if you do an internship or a placement it just gives you that little bit extra so I think nowadays a degree isn't always enough to get you a really good job or especially the job that you want so yeah. just and as well if you go to, if I decide to join the Navy I could go in and I could just speak to them about what I've learned so it's just it gives you something to talk about when you go to that interview yeah absolutely and it's remembering to put those little things on your application form isn't it and and your cv remembering the little details like the the duke of edinburgh and the stuff that you've done at the royal navy it's really important to include all that information when you're going for a graduate job or maybe another internship um next year or the year after and finally have you have you got any hints and tips and advice on why you think it's so important to do an internship um yeah so obviously apart from just uh, essentially just putting something on your LinkedIn page it's also um, something that like somewhere where you can learn sort of invaluable skills like because you can't learn them in a classroom you can't really learn them at uni 
Um, the only way, essentially, to learn those skills is to get chucked in at the deep end. So that's what you do in a placement or an internship. Mm-hmm. And um, if, if you do that, essentially, um, you've, you've got real-life experience of what it's like to work. So you can directly apply those to any job that you will have after that internship get. So um, essentially, yeah, it's really, it, you can't do without it, really, I think. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, re- really, really good um, information there and, and sharing knowledge. Um, hints and tips. I think we're going to go on to next. So um, I don't know if you've I don't know if you've got any written down there, but all the hints and tips that you would give a student who is now sat there thinking, right, okay, should I apply to the Royal Navy internship for next summer? What hints and tips would you would you give a potential Royal Navy um, intern? Um. Um, for me it's just like confidence and get involved yeah and like have fun with it have fun I think that's key isn't it enjoy it as well uh, don't be don't be scared to do it just because it's the military honestly just do it it's such a good opportunity like not many people can say oh I've experienced what what it's like to live in like a life in the Royal Navy for six Mm -hmm. weeks it's it's a really really good opportunity Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Uh, can I can I recommend a book? Is that, is yeah, that go for it. Yeah, of course you can. Uh, I don't want to be like a bookworm or whatever, but like, um, <laughs> said, it's a book. There's a book called Can't Hurt Me, and um, I can't remember the author. It's just blown out of my head at the minute. But um, excellent book to read if you're um, it's, uh, teaches you a lot of stuff. Not only military, not only gets you sort of buzzed and excited to go to the military and try some new stuff, but only just in, in everyday life, how to push yourself, how to um, sort of uh, uh, smash past your limits and mm-hmm. all the yeah have, have a read before that, you do any and that was called can't hurt me yeah yeah fantastic good advice um can you think of anything else do you think obviously I know some of you have answered it but for the ones who haven't um could you see your career ending at the Navy in the future I I think I'm good so after the six weeks, I'm, I'll definitely know if I'll apply. But right now, I'm, I think I'm going to apply in September. Right. Yeah. And the boys, what do you think? So I'm actually really sort of, um, although I do an engineering degree and I'm technically an engineer, um, I like my business stuff. So I kind of want to start a business and do my own sort of, um, uh, my own stuff, essentially. Yeah, I'd work my own job, choose my hours and whatnot. But um, I think, I think, uh, the Navy's really good in in terms of like security. So maybe if either that doesn't work out or in or I sort of think, right, I've had enough freedom, I kinda wanna commit to something and sort of work on something long term, um, then I'll probably join the Navy. But um at the minute I'm still not sure, I'm still deciding. But mm-hmm. um maybe in the future, yeah. Brilliant. All right, Eric. Uh for me maybe work for a bit like as a normal job and then join up uh, later, maybe like in my early thirties. Mm-hmm, yeah. So Anna, then I think you're, you're you sound like the one who's going to be um, more likely than the boys, if I may say that. What 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 goes what happens next? Should I say so? You, you'll go back to university. Do you have to apply to be um, on the graduate scheme with the Royal Navy, or because you've done the internship and you've been successful through the internship, you can just come back um, as a graduate? Uh, no, so I would have to do the whole application process. Mm. Um, so as a, what I'm aware of, you apply, 
and then you have to do uh, a fitness test which is you have to run uh, 2.4 kilometers in a certain time and you also have to do a strength test yeah. and then you do a an AIB admiralty interview board and so that's practical leadership uh, task and also a planning exercise mm-hmm. and again that's with um, people that you've never met before and I think the main sort of so they just want to see how you work well with others as well yeah. as like how uh, like they judge your um, problem solving skills as well and then after that I'm not other so yeah then you have your medical and all your fitness tests and I think that's about it really and then yeah hopefully I'll be able to join the following September when I've left university. And how long does that application process take then because it does seem to be quite lengthy? I think it depends on how fast you want it to go. Oh okay. If, if you're yeah. in a rush to get in and you're you're really committed you're like yes I want to do it I want to join I think you can get it done in about three months whereas oh, I have a whole year to do it so I probably would take my time a little bit more. Yeah. But it's, it's really dependent on how how quickly you want to get in and how uh, how badly they need you in, really. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Well, it's been absolutely fantastic to um, meet you all, and thank you very much for spending time with us. I know you've taken all three of you have taken a time out of of your lessons and everything else to be involved in this. Um, so thank you all very much, and um, I look forward to hopefully speaking to you all again soon. Thank, thank you very you much. much. Thank you.